the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, everyone. On this edition of the Michelle Tafoya podcast, I have three stories I want to share. One is about something that's going on in a school in New York that could very well be going on in your school. In fact, I've heard about this at a number of places across the country, and I'm it's a little disturbing. You're going to want to know about it. Secondly, a tragic story about a young man who took his own life because he was being extorted by people who claimed to have pictures of him naked. This is tragic and sad and awful, and we need to we need to nip this one out. It, we cannot have this going on. Welcome to the Michelle Tafoya podcast. Well, as I said, there are some stories in the news that I just can't ignore, and I want to talk to you about them, give you my thoughts on them, and you may not have even heard them, and maybe you heard headlines. I'm going to get a little bit deeper into them. They're all disturbing in their own right, and so is much of the world, but I want to talk about them from what maybe what we could do about it perspective. But first, what can you do about your skin? Hmm. Genucel.com is where you can go to find this outrageously wonderful skincare formulation that's made right here in the United States. Um, Don't just take it from me. Look, I use their cleanser. I use their stem cell deep firming serum with the stem cell technology, which totally rejuvenates my skin. I'm going to read you a couple other testimonials because it's not just me. There is Sarah in Riva, Maryland. I love these products. I've had several people comment on how I must feel better based solely on the appearance of my face. And then Linda in Frisco, Texas. Excellent products. I could tell the next day that my skin had enjoyed being pampered. So right now, if you go to genucel.com and it's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash Michelle with one L, uh, you can get over 70% off their most popular package, which has those products I've been talking about with the, the skincare, uh, the, the cleanser, and then the stem cell technology infused uh, deep firming serum, plus all the great stuff they're known for, for under eye bags and the, the appearance of all the fine lines and wrinkles. You're going to want to check this out and uh, getting 70% off. You can't beat that. Plus some free concierge shipping while, while the offer lasts. So Get in on this, genucel.com slash Michelle, M-I-C-H-E-L-E, genucel.com slash Michelle. Go there now, find out why I use these products. All right, story number one today, and you guys know I I am very concerned about education in America. I think it's it's gone awry in a couple ways. We where kids are not proficient in reading, writing, math, which is really, those are the basics, right? You want your kid to be able to add, you want them to to balance their budget, you want them to be able to read. And this stuff, it's just getting neglected in favor of other things. So let me read this story. Parents at the progressive Waldorf School of Garden City, Long Island, are angry and some are threatening to pull their kids out of school because of new mandatory, mandatory sex education for fifth graders. Let's start there. I don't think sex education was brought into curriculum until I was in middle school, like seventh, eighth grade. Fifth graders? 
We're talking about 11, 10, 11 year olds. Okay. And this is mandatory sex ed for fifth graders that teaches, among other things, you might want to get small ears out of the room, oral and anal sex and masturbation with illustrations. Part of the new sex ed curriculum, which originated with Unitarian Universalist Church and is called Our Whole Lives, OWL for short, Our Whole Lives, was just formally announced to Waldorf parents in March by the school. It includes a controversial book called It's Perfectly Normal that has been around since the early aughts, but which parents say was originally meant for older kids, but contains material too graphic for fifth graders. If you're on Twitter, you may have seen someone reading from this book. It's perfectly natural. It's perfectly normal. And there's one gentleman who we've had on this show who was reading it to a school board and they made him stop reading. And he said, did I say something wrong? I'm reading from this. You don't want to hear it because it's that uncomfortable to hear someone read. And yet this is book, a book in mandatory sex ed in fifth grade at this school. Uh, it made me physically nauseous, one mother told the New York Post, from which I'm reading. There's a whole page on contraception and vaginal and anal sex and more about how it's perfectly normal. This is clearly agenda pushing and it's so outrageous, unquote. This is one of the moms. The Waldorf schools are based on the teachings of Rudolf Steiner, the 19th century Austrian philosopher and teacher who believed more in experiential and gentle teachings rather than disciplined pedagogy. Okay, they they show the book here in the article. Whoa. Chapter 15, Perfectly Normal, Masturbation. I, I don't even want to... Uh, I don't even want to read this because I'm just, I'm just not comfortable, but I want to tell you that I'm looking at it and I don't want to read it to you. And that there are pictures of a young lady and a young man, both masturbating. Uh, and it kind of includes some hints about how to do it. Okay, so this philosopher, this Austrian educator Steiner, believed that, quote, the human being is a threefold being of spirit, soul, and body, whose capacities unfold in three developmental stages on the path to adulthood, early childhood, middle childhood, and adolescence. All right. At the Waldorf School, fifth graders, whose fees are over $30,000 a year, $30,350 a year you spend for your fifth grader. Learn when reading It's Perfectly Normal, among other things, that, quote, the ancient Greeks thought that love between two men was the highest form of love. There is also a section in the book on how children, both of the same gender or of different genders, quote, may even look at and touch each other's bodies. This is a normal kind of exploring and does not necessarily have anything to do with whether someone is or will be straight, gay, lesbian, or bisexual. Okay. Fifth graders. Do you know any fifth graders? I just think this is far too much for kids who are already dealing with the internet. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. 
we have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolf. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Oh, my goodness. How did we all find out about sex without this book? How did we all learn about how to get pregnant without this book? Somehow, generations and generations and generations of human flourishing have occurred without this book. So why do we need this book? All right, let me continue. Five parents spoke to the Post about the new sex ed curriculum and asked that they not be identified as they said some parents have been, quote, intimidated and threatened with being labeled as, quote, against diversity for speaking up. So you're against diversity if you just don't want your fifth grader being taught how to masturbate. Really? Again, this is how they shut you up. They call you a name. They call you a bigot. They call you a homophobe. They call you a transphobe. They call you whatever they need to call you until you shut up and refuse to be quoted in an article because you don't want your school retaliating and yanking your kid out of school. One mother got upset when speaking on the phone with the post saying she feared retaliation from the school where parents sign contracts every February for their children's enrollment for the following year. Quote, this school is the one place where they have always let children be children, and they used to try to keep them away from social media and television, another mother said. But now this ideology is becoming the forefront of the school's focus. I'm all for diversity and inclusion, but it takes on a whole new tone when your little kids come home lecturing you about pronouns and asking about oral sex. Mandatory, fifth grade. One of the many exercises in the OWL curriculum involve explaining to kids how they are incorrect in thinking certain things that are solely for one gender. They're teaching kids how they're incorrect in thinking. Whatever comes after that phrase doesn't matter unless they're incorrect for thinking that the world is flat. Teachers distribute gender variation cards. And kids are encouraged to imagine they woke up one day with a body and gender identity different from before. For what purpose? What problem are we trying to solve here? What's the point of doing that? Okay, I want you to wake up tomorrow and you imagine you're a boy. Okay. Why? I'm not. I know boys. I'm sure they've come up with a very good reason why. Parents requested a town hall at the school last month, but said they were put off by the, quote, evasive 
and, quote, gaslighting responses by the administrators and faculty, several told the Post. Here's another quote from a parent. My concern is that when ideas are brought up in class repeatedly, it has a certain significance for the child, and it's now being inserted into the consciousness of the child, one mother said during the school's two-hour town hall meeting last month, audio of which was provided to the Post. Okay, so they did have a town hall. She said her 10-year-old is being forced to learn about masturbation after not hearing about it before, and it's having an impact on how she thinks. No kidding. There are plenty of examples out there, and I'm sure studies about how young children, when they're exposed to pornography before they're ready, it can really, really mess with their heads. What is the point of making this formal and mandatory for 10-year-olds. What is the point? I, I, Again, I'm sure they'll come up with an answer. I'm looking at another page of this book. It's perfectly normal. Uh, and it's it's got all kinds of pictures, and it's very graphic. It's, you know, it's drawings, but it's all kinds of people, and the chapter is called What is Sex? I'll tell you what sex is. Sex is why parents lock their doors at night so that their kids don't walk in on them. So do you think they really want to show the kids these pictures at this point in their life? Kids will figure it out when they're damn ready. This should not be mandatory. By bringing it up in class, wow, my teacher is talking about this. I better pay attention, the mother said. And she goes on talking about her daughter. Her play has changed. Her thoughts have changed. It's changed who she was as a person, as a 10-year-old. When our children bring us something, it's the time to introduce it. But if you're forcing it, I don't want my 10-year-old, her play, her thoughts to be different from who she is right now. OWL is part of the Comprehensive sexually Sexuality Education uh OWL is part of the Comprehensive Sexuality Education Initiative that was backed by President Obama after he took office and cut most ties with years of abstinence-themed sex education programs in favor of this. His administration doled out more than $100 million to Planned Parenthood entities and their partners and entities to fund CSE programs throughout the U.S., Sharon Slater, who is co-founder of the Family Watch International, said the OWL curriculum used by the Waldorf School in Garden City scored 15 out of 15 possible, quote, harmful elements in the organization's analyses. analysis. So we've got two opposing schools of thought here. One is this who, this, or excuse me, OWL, who, OWL, OWL uh, education, and one is this family watch international. So I'm sure they're, maybe they're both at extremes here. And I say at extremes because most people are in the middle. And these parents are voicing a lot of their concerns. The type of curriculum, this type of curriculum is intended to divide children from their parents' values, Slater told the Post. It's about values deconstruction. They're told at a young age, they have a right to sexual pleasure and sexual knowledge, and it often turns kids against their parents' views and values on sex and sexuality. The school administrators don't worry about backlash because they know they have the backing of the Biden administration. A spokeswoman for Undercover Mother, 
a national collective of parents concerned about what they call the cartel of National Association of Independent Schools, which oversee private schools, including the Waldorf schools, said similar sex and gender education are flooding the nation's private schools. Quote, the tentacles of NAIS, again, that's the National Association of Independent Schools, are in school and they are obfuscating, gaslighting and hiding their involvement, their oversight of private schools, she said. Parents have no idea why they're doing these things. They can't pinpoint where it's coming from on purpose. Schools are no longer in the business of education. They're in the business of destabilizing kids and making them think of their genitalia all day, and they're hiring activist teachers to go along with it. A Waldorf school administrator in Garden City referred the post to the school spokesman who did not respond to specific questions, but emailed a statement from Kelly O'Halligan, a faculty chair at the school, who the parents the Post spoke to say is leading the push for the new sex education at the school. Quote, the book in question is an optional supplementary, supplementary resource for parents that has never been used in the classroom, O'Halligan said in the email. All of our curriculum is thoroughly selected, and we welcome collaboration with parents to continue delivering an inclusive and age-appropriate education for our students. We are a school that teaches our students to value the differences in individuals, and we recognize that there is strength and wisdom in our diversity. The list of trustees of the school is not visible on the Waldorf School website, where it apparently once was, really. Quote, the list of trustees are getting scrubbed from school websites because we're doing deep dives on each trustee to see if they're working on behalf of the institution or if they have another allegiance. The undercover mother spokesman said, spokeswoman said, scrubbing school websites to hide certain information is now being done all over the country. And that is story number one. And I bring it up because. I've seen a little boy read to a school board from one of these books. I've seen a pastor read to a school board from one of these books. And every time they are told, okay, enough, 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 enough. Because they're uncomfortable. Because this is not stuff for that kind of environment. And I would argue not stuff for the classroom environment. Fifth grade is too early. Now, some parents may say, no, no, I'm teaching my kid when they're three. That's you at your home. You do you in your home. But honor and respect what everyone else chooses to do in their homes. And let's not let education force any of this stuff on children who are this young. Kids figure it out. They don't need schools and teachers to help them figure it out. All right. That's enough about that one. Let's move on. I'm going to go to kind of a sad story here, but I think it's important to hear about. And then we'll end with something a little lighter, depending on your point of view. So there's this uh, Democrat Republican in South Carolina, and his name is Brandon Guffey, and his son killed himself. And about a month after his son killed himself, this representative, Guffey, got a disgraceful message sent to him from people they are labeling as sextortionists. So like an extortionist, but a sextortionist. So they sent this lawmaker a message gloating that they drove his teenage son to suicide 
while threatening to release nude photos and demanding more money. Now this state rep, and my heart goes out to him, he's 54 years old. He told CNN that he got the Instagram message on the day his son, Gavin, would have turned 18. And less than a month after he found his son dead last year at their family home in Rock Hill, South Carolina. Here's Brandon Guffey. He says, it said, did I tell you your son begged for his life with a laughing face emoji? The sick, tragic crime was behind Guffey introducing Gavin's law, which was passed by state senators Thursday, last Thursday, and expected to be signed into law soon. It threatens scammers who extort a minor or an at-risk adult with up to five years in prison for a first offense. Guffey, this lawmaker, said he had no idea his son, who was a recent high school graduate, had his whole life ahead of him, was being blackmailed when he found him dead in the bathroom last July after hearing the loud thump of his body hitting the floor after he shot himself. My initial thought was, this is my fault. I left the gun out, he said, adding he will never forget the pain of realizing his son died by suicide. The sick plot emerged in part after sextortionists started barraging Guffey and his family, including his younger son as well, with Instagram messages demanding more money. They then realized that Gavin thought he was sharing nude photos with a young woman who first sent him pictures only to be told they'd be released to everyone he knew unless he played paid uh, blackmail. Gavin had used Venmo to send the scammers all the money he had, which was a whopping $25. He was telling them he would get them more money. Please don't send these images out. They didn't care. The grieving dad said the scammers used disappearing messages to make, quote, kids feel safe that their intimate pics would be scrubbed. What they don't realize is someone has another device recording that device, he said. Yeah, you know what? Whenever you post anything that you think is going to be scrubbed, someone can screenshot it and it will live forever. Remind your kids of that. If you can extort 10 teenage boys, that aren't going to say anything for a hundred bucks each and do all that with one image you got from a girl. It's fairly simple. And teenage boys, whenever they see they're getting that attention from a girl, they're not necessarily thinking straight. No kidding. The FBI said that last year there were more than 7,000 reports of sextortion of minors with at least 3000 victims, mostly boys, more than a dozen are known to have died by suicide. The true number may well be way higher because, quote, the shame, fear, and confusion children feel when they are caught in this cycle often prevents them from asking for help or reporting the abuse, the FBI says. When Gavin died, his dad was in the middle of his successful run for state representative and briefly considered quitting to focus on hunting for his son's scammers. Quote, my wife said, absolutely not. You're one of the few people that have a voice that can get out there and truly make a difference. He stayed in office with Gavin's Law, his first order of business. I think these two stories kind of go together. This, uh, and, and, <laughs> and believe me, while I was raised Catholic, um, I'm not what you would call a, a, what someone might call a prude. 
this is how I know the kids will figure sex out on their own, but shouldn't happen in the classroom. And it shouldn't be so totally normal that we can text pictures of ourselves and then have this happen. All right. And my third topic comes out of the Wall Street Journal opinion page. And the title is Racial Affinity Calculus. Progressives return to the days of separate but equal education. Updated May 12, 2023. 20 years ago, George W. Bush struck a political chord by arguing that settling for low achievement in schools was, quote, the soft bigotry of low expectations. We talk about that a lot on this show. Hey, just keep lowering the bar so everyone can clear it because we just don't think you're capable of clearing anything higher. The soft bigotry of low expectations. Today, our educators are defining expectations down and lowering standards in the bargain. School districts in California this year have cut honors classes because they didn't enroll enough minority students. So so let's just cut the class. You know, let's look at the makeup of the class. Okay, it doesn't, yeah, we'll cut the class. So instead of maybe encouraging minority students to enroll, they discouraged everyone from enrolling. Oh, that's smart. That's wise. Uh, colleges are dropping standardized tests for admissions. Now comes an Illinois high school that will offer advanced placement calculus classes specifically for black and Latinx students. In its 2023-24 course catalog, Evanston Township High School offered two AP calculus classes for racial affinity groups. The first was, quote, restricted to students who identify as Latinx. By the way, that would have been me. I don't like the term Latinx. Where's the X? Latina, Latino. Latinos is the plural for all of us. Sorry, it's not Latinas. That's just the way it broke down. But language is language. In its 2023-24 course catalog, Evanston Township offered two AP calculus. The first was restricted to students who identify as Latinx. The second was open to only to students who identify as black. So I guess if you are white, but you said I identify as black, you could be in there. When the race exclusionary classes made headlines, the school tweaked the descriptions to say that, quote, quote, while open to all students, this optional section of the course is intended to support students who identify as black. The tweaked language is intended to avoid a civil rights lawsuit since the Supreme Court ruled in Brown versus Board of Education in 1954 that a separate but equal education policy based on race is unconstitutional. We'll see if that works as a legal dodge, but the clear and depressing message is that black and Hispanic students can't achieve at the same level as white or Asian students. Will the standards for the calculus classes also be different based on race? Evanston is covering here for the failure of its feeder schools along Chicago's North Shore. The roughly 3,000 students at Evanston uh, High School come from three main middle schools, Nichols, Haven, and Chute. Chute? Chute? I'm not sure what I'm, if I'm saying that right. According to the school's shoot, like shoot the basket. Okay. According to the school's pre-pandemic Illinois report cards from 2018, at Chute Middle School, a dismal 23% of students are proficient in math. At Haven Middle School, 47% are proficient in math. That's still less than half of those kids proficient at math because we're too busy teaching 
It's perfectly normal. That's a tragedy. And the failure extends back to grade schools, leaving black and Hispanic students at a disadvantage by the time they reach high school. But the solution isn't to segregate by race and lower standards. It's to create more choice for parents and students and then close those failing schools. But educators don't want to hear that because it would indict the union progressive alliance that run these K through 12 schools. Instead, they blame discrimination. A 2017 equity report for the Evanston K through eight school district said the district's leadership team attributes the racial predictability of achievement and disciplinary outcomes to institutional racism. Like what? Um, designating a class only for Latinx? Like that kind of institutional racism? It doesn't have anything to do with the quality of education, really? According to data from Wirepoints, in Evanston, Evanston District 65 that feeds ETHS, 32% of 8th grade students are reading at grade level, while 100% of district teachers are rated as excellent or proficient on the Illinois report card from the State Board of Education. So the teachers are great, but the students are still failures? Let me just read you those numbers one more time. 32% of 8th grade students are reading at grade level. 100% of district teachers are rated as excellent or proficient on the Illinois report card from the State Board of Education. Hey, you're doing a great job. 32% of your kids are proficient in reading. I'm going to give you a A+. Plus. Teachers have unions. Kids don't have unions. Parents don't have unions. If there is any systemic racism in American education today, it is refusing to fix or close the failure factories that are too many K-12 through schools. Who would have thought that nearly 70 years after Brown v. Board, progressives would endorse separate but equal to cover for educational failure? You ask yourself why I spend so much time talking about school choice and education. And this is one story. This is just one place in one state in our nation. Think it over. Thanks for listening, everyone. Don't forget, as always, be brave and do good. Just a little bit of good today. See you next time. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.